0: your face from across the room now
1: They, they smile when they see you. Hello, everybody. So I love you. Welcome yet again to another episode of Thoughts and Tea, tea and tea with your girl T. <laughs> Me. Oh my god, so the feedback I have been getting from last week's episode has been amazing. People just love it because mental health is such a big thing. Mental health is such an important part of our lives because if you're not okay upstairs, everything else falls in disarray. So thank you to all my listeners so far. Thank you once again to Dr. Angela Neal Barnett and Dr. Janice Bird who helped me get this thing together. Before I dive into the second part of the conversation with Dr. Angela, as I promised, I would like to say I'm very upset. I'm upset because I woke up this morning and something I saw just reminds me of the years of hardships we've had to endure as black people. Two French doctors went live on television saying, let's go test these things in Africa talking about an experimental vaccine for COVID-19. It's wrong. I did some research and it is true. That video is on YouTube. I will share the link in the blog post that goes with this podcast on my website. And I'm sorry but the conversation is in French however, I will be translating it in a minute. So just listen. my French speakers listen Si je peux être provocateur, est-ce qu'on devrait pas faire cette étude hein, en Afrique où il y'y a pas de masque, pas de traitement? Pas de réanimation, un peu comme c'est fait d'ailleurs pour certains certaines études dans le SIDA ou chez les prostituées. On essaye des choses parce qu'on sait qu'elles font, elles sont hautement exposées et elles se protègent pas. Est-ce que qu'est-ce que vous en pensez? Alors vous avez raison uh, et d'ailleurs on est en train de réfléchir en parallèle à une étude en Afrique justement pour uh, pour faire ce même type de, d'approche avec le BCG un placebo uh, je pense qu'il y a un appel d'offres qui est sorti il va sortir et je pense qu'on va en effet uh, uh, sérieusement réfléchir His name est Jean paul Mira. He's the head of resuscitation at Koshin Hospital. He says, If I can be provocative, shouldn't we do this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatments, no reanimations? A little bit as is done in some AIDS studies where they use prostitutes to test some things because they know they are highly exposed and they don't protect themselves. The other doctor responds. His name is Dr. Camille Locke. He's the research director at INSERM. If any of you follow any of these guys, please go and friend them like yesterday. He says, you are right. We are thinking of a parallel study in Africa to use the same kind of approach with BCG placebos. I think there's a request for a proposal. I don't know if it is out yet or not, and we will act. In fact, think seriously about this too. Why do pharmaceutical companies, do government, why does the West think it can use Africa as a rubbish dump? Why does it think it can use us as a guinea pig? Do we look like animals? Even animals deserve better treatments than that. We have a president. Who is comfortable enough to disrespect the continent of Africa and its countries by calling them shitholes and now we have doctors who just have no shame and they have no ethics just publicly announcing the the destruction they are trying to put this continent through. What happened to the days when you guys were keeping all this a secret? Oh yeah, you grew some balls now, didn't you? That's, that's what it is right now. We're not even going to dive into slavery and colonization because that is a conversation for a different day. But there have been so many experiments conducted on people, especially people who seem to have been suppressed and oppressed. They've done this to women. They've done this to children. They've done this to people in the military. However, over the years, some of these populations have gained more rights. Everybody except everyone who is black. There are more rights for children unless that kid is black. There are more rights for women unless that woman is black. Every time they approach a population they think is inferior to them, they come as manipulators. They come under the pretext of we're giving you better healthcare. They come with, oh, we're bringing you a better religion. We have something better to offer when it's all a lie. Look at the Tuskegee civilist project. Look at the mass contraception of women. Look at the eight the, the studies they did on countries in Africa. When you do your research, you will see a trend. They are not honest. So please, brothers and sisters, let's circulate this information. The kind of traction that this would have gotten had it been a Western country, let's give Africa that same importance and that same kind of traction. Let's tell our leaders, no, do not allow this. We will not allow this. We don't want you in our countries. We don't want you on the continent. Italy has more cases, the most number of cases in the world. You have some vaccines to test, go there. I promised you guys I was bringing you the second part to the anxiety talk with Dr. Angela and that's exactly what I'm going to do but I want us to think about this and remember this while we take care of our mental health in this especially difficult time Black and brown people all over the world, we are not just survivors, we thrive. The things we've been through... lot of people could not survive so when you're feeling down when you get angry when you get frustrated when you get stressed about all the things that are being thrown at us just remember just remember where we came from and where we are now and then think about where we are going it's going to take all of us taking care of ourselves not letting this world get to us for us to get to where we're going So while I put that whole discussion on pause, this is part two of my interview with Dr. Angela Neal Barnett. Enjoy.
0: So there are a number of things that that we can, can do to help manage our own anxiety.
1: Okay, so with these examples you've given, all right um i actually in the podcast before i talked about the more vulnerable populations and i wasn't um referring to health wise i meant circumstances wise so i talked about you know refugees and international students particularly however if we limited to the country we realized that the populations that seem to have the least amount of resources, hence the least amount of flexibility when unforeseen circumstances like this happen, happens to be a lot of our African-American um, populations. So with this happening and anxiety levels rising and um, lack of resources, I mean some people might not even have the things to get food or they might live in such a crowded place that They don't have peace of mind. They're worried about who's carrying what. Their neighborhood might not be safe, so they might not be able to take a walk. They cannot afford a yoga class. What can these people do to help them? Because irrespective of your circumstances, we all experience anxiety, and maybe they might even have it worse. And not having the adequate resources might make it somewhat more difficult to adjust in this this difficult time.
0: Sure, and, and that, one of the things I want to say, everything I suggested uh, everything I suggested uh, can be done for for free. But part of it is having access to things like internet or data plans or mm-hmm. or all 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 of those types of things. And you and you're absolutely right. You may live in a neighborhood where just walking is just not walking is just not and you may not have a have a backyard and so you may have to turn your kitchen or your or your uh bedroom into, into a place uh where you walk uh, one of the things okay, if you need resources um, and you don't have them particularly in african american communities if you need resources Ask for help. One of the things that we've done is made available where the resources are, and for some of us, it means picking up the phone and dialing. And in my community, it's two one one. But dialing uh, a place that you know helps, so, like 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 the Y or the Urban League or the or places like that, uh, who can then put you in phone contact with uh, people who help. Uh, There is food available. There are people who have off their job. There are uh, interest-free loans available. There is uh, unemployment. available. But it's, the, the problem is one that I think many of us are grappling with this, in this country. How do we get this information to these most vulnerable populations? And hopefully some of the things that I've said um, will allow us to do that. As black folks, it's very important that if we need help, we ask for it. In many cases, me picking up the phone. And I know that the phone lines are inundated. But I, I, I really want to stress, if you don't have the internet, you can't go online, just you know, just put the phone on you and wait because somebody will get you.
1: There is help available, but it seems like the process through which um, people have to go through to get that help sometimes it almost seems to see if that process is not even worth it. It becomes almost overwhelming. So, in your quest to reduce your anxiety by asking for help or trying to get a resource, it's almost as if they put you through more anxiety and more stress by, you know, overwhelming you with with things or information and a lot of people have not gotten help not because they did not try but um because they they just couldn't go through the process it was a lot for them what are some of the what are some of the support systems that you think could help alleviate this notion? What are some of the notions or methods or techniques that you think we could use when we're facing this? Oh, my God, this is just too much. I don't even want to do it anymore. And I'm guilty of that, too, sometimes. I think we all are
0: guilty of that sometimes. So um, very simple things that we don't tend to get taught. So first of all, to call it what it is. I'm overwhelmed. I'm panicking. I'm anxious. But one, call it what it is. Okay. Two, in this day and age, and in this day and age of COVID-19, one of the things I recommend that after you do that, then you write out what you are feeling. So I'm overwhelmed. What am I feeling? But you're kind of writing that out. And then you look at those things and you pick one and, and you say, okay, you can say, what is it that I can do, okay. Or you can say, so what? I like people. People are being mean to, to me. So what? Uh, and then you answer that. So what? And then you answer it again. So what, what you're actually doing in doing the so what chorus is really getting at the core of what the issue is for you. Um, And once you get at the core of that, then you can begin, then you can say, okay, this is what it really is. I'm afraid they won't give me the services. And that I'll be left. I'll be left without truth. And then you can say. Then you can begin to think about. Okay, well, that's not true. They have this available. And if I call, and if I wait, somebody will help me. I think the other thing to remember um, is that. In many cases, those who are offering the services are just as overwhelmed as you are. They're overwhelmed by the calls, they're overwhelmed by the number of people. And to, And I think it's important to write that down as well. People the people answering up calls are, are, are overwhelmed. They will be snippy to me. It has nothing to do with me. It's just that they're overwhelmed. So seeing those things written out helps you understand what you are really feeling, helps you understand what the other people are really feeling. And that helps you and the psychologists love big words. So that helps you with something called emotion regulation. That helps you to keep uh, to, to understand what your feeling and keep it at a level level where it's manageable and you're able to seek out and get the services you need.
1: You have talked about many ways that we can noticed and check anxiety you talked about physically what we can do emotion regulation to check ourselves however i was watching a ted talk with this one doctor who said it seems almost as though the brain is the only organ of the body that people are hesitant to check when there is something wrong with it what do you have to say when it comes to the medical aspect of dealing with anxiety
0: I am a psychologist, uh, not a psychiatrist. I have a PhD, and not a psychiatrist, uh, which people with the M D. But again, checking the brain is a good thing, and then once you, and you're correct uh, in terms of the medication that is correct for you, and medication is helpful is extremely helpful mm-hmm. but medication alone is not going to help you it's only going to help you so much in managing your anxiety. You have to do some of the other things that we talked about today or um, if it's interfering in your in your life to the point that you are unable to function, in the way that you want to function, then we're looking at uh, therapy. And the best form of therapy is called cognitive behavioral therapy. You want to take a holistic approach, so the physical, the emotional, and for many Black, black Americans, the spiritual. So all of those things can work in conjunction in helping you overcome anxiety.
1: Thank you so much once again, Dr. Angela. And to my listeners out here, thank you for staying with us in the final episode of our talk on anxiety. There'll be a whole season dedicated to mental health in the coming weeks. But until then, we know what's going on right now. We know what we can do, the things we have control on, especially with this disease. Wash your hands, sanitize. Don't go out too much. You do not know who has the disease. People do not show symptoms. It's tricky. Someone might have a better immune system and they still have the disease. They will not show symptoms. So do what you can to get the help that you need. Outside of this whole COVID-19 situation, if you're having issues, if you're experiencing anxiety, do not feel like you need to do this on your own. You do not there is help out there and when that voice in our head that tells us we are not enough starts to whisper when you don't want to leave your bed in the morning when you just want the earth to swallow you up remember you are loved you are enough you will overcome this but the first step to doing this is acknowledging that you have anxiety if you have anxiety so you can work together with the people around you, the people who love you to get a solution for this problem yeah. oh I don't even start my rant with this whole French doctor situation <laughs> because I'm gonna cut someone if I do that So not be okay? Once again, it's your girl T on Thoughts and T, aka TNT. You can find this podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcast and on my website com. Oh, not- I will T you later. Clink. Cause it's okay not to be okay. It's okay if you feel the pain. So gotta wipe your tears away. Tomorrow's another day. It's okay not to be okay. It's fine, you're allowed to break. As long as you know, as long as you know. Everything's gonna be okay. okay. Gonna be, gonna be, gonna be.